You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Josh Swallows Broadway. And I'm sitting here with my baby, baby, Barrett Doss. It's me. It's baby, baby. It's baby, baby. And my baby, mama, baby, Andy Carl. I'm your baby, mama, baby. Yeah, yeah. you are. Hi, friends. Who is that? Who, Who is, is that? that? Merging from his Now, at five turntables and try not to die. Hurt your knee and fall over. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, hi, friends. Hi, guys. I miss hi. you guys so much. I miss you guys so much. It's too. gonna be intense. I know. It's we're talking now, and I can just feel the intensity as we get deeper and deeper into this conversation. You know, for the first time since we closed, I listened to the cast recording on the way here. You did? Yeah. Oh. And I got like I'm weird. Like when a show closes, I sort of sit shiva for five minutes, and then I'm like, "What's dead is dead." And I move on, and then, like, mm-hmm. I never listen to it again. And um, it brought back so many memories. It, it was crazy. So many costume changes. So for many you. costume yeah. changes. <laughs> I was lucky, though. I mostly just had to look like, you know, I, I, I was the mayor. So I just had on a heavy trench coat. So until I was lucky. Yeah, until you just melted. Well, that. But um, yeah, for the most part, I was just sweating in a trench coat. Um, Groundhog and Day. spinning. We should have used that as a tagline. Oh my God! <laughs> it's mostly just coat. sweating, sweating in, in a trench coat. coat. Um, yeah, where was that song, Tim? <laughs> Team. Team. He got that one. Yeah, before you got a chance to learn dick. it. That's why I'll never trust Australians <laughs> ever. Um, Andy, when did you start with the show? Which show? Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, which? Oh, that one. <clears throat> Groundhog Day. I started. Uh, when was that? 2016 or something like that? When did we do it? We did. We, we did it. 2017. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, was, I started yeah. 2016 in London uh, to sort of put it up on its feet. There had been some workshops with other people, but they were going to actually do a production at the Old Vic. So yeah. we got there and you guys know what rehearsal was like. It was a lot of crying and a lot of like, yeah. you know, figuring stuff out. And so it was just, it was just as intense in London as it was in Broadway. I thought it would be less in Broadway, but it was just as intense because there's so much, there was so, this show was so well thought out and there were so many you know moments that had to be refined by seconds. Um, and 
that's what we did for three months. Then we put it up for another two months, and wow. then it was over. And then, so you rehearsed that for three months? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty intense. That's Isn't bonkers. that un- unbelievable? I mean, because ours was... <laughs> was a, it, it was like six weeks but it was also like guerrilla warfare yeah. yeah putting up that show pretty intense yeah <laughs> yeah did you guys have all the turntables and rehearsals for london we did they had sort of had their first ones they never broke down not oh once and that interesting that yeah like in, in broadway they, they broke down all the time but it was like in london they had just been created it had never been done before with that many doing that much stuff and they just worked like a charm. Yeah. What must that have been like? I know. When people are like, what, what was Groundhog Coveting. Day like? I'm like, it was one of the best experiences of my life. And it was tears before bedtime all the time. Yeah. Um, Barrett, when did you find out that you got the show? I think it was in October of 2016. October of, or November of 2016. It's interesting. I had gone in... For it before it went to London, I went in. I auditioned for the role of Nancy, and then oh. yeah, actually Becca and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, Rebecca Falkenberry, who played Nancy in our production, um, she went in for Rita, and I went in for Nancy. And then they called us both back, and they flipped that like experience. So yeah. they wanted to call me back in for Rita, and simultaneously, I found out that I got a recurring role on my first recurring role on a television show, which was Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, yeah. On uh, Netflix, uh, the Marvel show. And it was a tiny little role. I was a secretary, but basically it was, do, do I go, do I risk going to a callback and not getting the job and turning down this TV job? Yeah. I mean, a lot of other actors know that feeling where you're yeah. like, okay, I have one, a, a bird in hand. Right. So totally. I ended up not going to my callback. And thinking, God, this feels like a really good fit. And if it's meant to be, if it comes to Broadway, if it moves forward, maybe it'll come back around. And it and it did. It was one of those beautiful experiences where it did. And I got to, they called me into the final round of callbacks. Um, I worked with David, like, the Friday before the Monday when I was going in. I went in, met Andy. Mm-hmm. He was there. What? We read together. And that was it. And then I found out, like, Two weeks later, I think, walking, I was on the subway, and there, and my agent and manager were uh, 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 calling me together. And as soon as I heard my manager go, Stephen, you want to pick up? I start, my heart started beating really fast, and I was walking near Columbus Circle, and I started crying. Oh, my God. It was God. My, my first, like, actual role in a Broadway show, because I was an understudy before. Yeah. And, your and first, it was first musical, definitely my yeah. first music. It was my wow. first musical. How is that possible? Yeah. Your voice is so, so incredible. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. But yeah, it was my first musical, and That's it was my nuts. first like actual role that was mine that I got to do something with, and that was that was it. And why has it got to take two weeks? Why has it got to take two why weeks? Why has it got to take right. two weeks? I don't know. That's nuts to me. For me, like, I got called in a bunch. Yeah. How'd that happen? For, uh, they were like, Buster, we're looking for somebody that resembles a groundhog. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like very on brand for me. <laughs> um, I can do that. <laughs> I was like, I can do that. Um, and so like my first few auditions, everything I did, the table was like laughing and dying and like on the floor and just like, woo. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm booking this shit. And then my final callback, 
I did all the same stuff, and the table was completely silent and stoned face. Mm, mm-hmm. And Matthew, the director, who I love, um, he's wearing sunglasses, probably. He wasn't, but he like he was just totally stone face. And then he was like, "Okay, um, do it again, please." And he stood up from the table and walked to the back of the room and sat in a windowsill with his like hand mm-hmm. kind of covering his that mouth, hand. just staring at me. And I was like, is he going to jump? Am I going to make this? Does he want to kill himself? Like, what's <laughs> happening? And I Fantastic. left that callback being like, well, I guess um, the universe has proved that I'm a failure again. And uh, then I booked it. But then we were doing prom down in Atlanta. Oh, wow. And I got this call that was like, hey, you know, we want to get the cast together to, to you know, just read a little bit and meet up. And I was like, oh, that sounds great, but I'm in Atlanta. And they were like, yeah, um, we really want you to come. And I was like, yeah, yeah, not avail. And they were like, "Um, we're actually re-auditioning everybody, so if you don't come, then you might not be staying with the show. Who was telling you this? This was Carnahan. This was all from that office. But I think it was... It's a rough business. It is. But I think it was the dance team because, you know, they yeah. were so yeah. particular and I totally get it. So, yeah. So I was like, well, shit. Looks like I'm going to New York. a bunch of people had that experience. Though, oh, right? we like, were all the, in the there room. There was a group. Yeah, yeah, but not everybody knew it. So, like, some people were like, hey, so great to meet you. So great to meet you. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Let's we'll see, see each other yeah. in the future. Maybe not. Awful. Um, yeah, yeah, I sat through a, a, I, a lot of the auditions for the final callbacks were where we met, um, watching everyone from guys auditioning for Buster to guy to women auditioning for Rita, and I was. It was just a. I'm not sure I like that experience. I, I I like seeing the funny stuff come, and and that makes me very happy. But then there was guys auditioning for like Phil covers and stuff like oh, that. Oh god, yeah. that's so and intimidating. They started freaking out because I was sitting there and I was like. Oh, I was like, oh no, no, I'm not here to like test you or anything. I should, I, I should leave. I, this, I'm not, I shouldn't be a part of this. It was just one of those strange experiences. And and Matthew did a lot of his like hands on, and he had his sunglasses on a few times for some uh, some auditions. I was mm-hmm. like, this is a strange, <laughs> strange thing. But you know, I believe in the Warchus like way oh. of oh, yeah. thinking because what he did with that show like. He's a genius. You, you, he sits at home and he just he everything's a fractions out everything, and then find the emotional quality, and then find the setting. And it's like you know, there's a lot going on in that guy's brain. Yeah, well, he took like the you know the film Groundhog Day, which is brilliant, but he took it and he gave it this like real incredible soul. Yeah, you know that I certainly wasn't expecting to see. And then you get to rehearsal and it's like, oh, there's five turntables here. Okay, let's let's. Get to it's work. the most magical moving puzzle ever. Yeah. And you get to watch it come together and then break apart and come back together again all like over and over and over again over the course of however long we were. I've never seen this. Sweating show. in a trench coat up there. Yeah. But it was just, un- yeah. It I'll was never forget experience. meeting you for the first time. Really? Yeah. You were so sweet. What and did so I do? beautiful. I gave you a hug and you gave me a hug oh, and yeah, we said definitely. that we were so excited. And then you were like, I have to go learn music. Bye. And I was like, okay, I've got to go learn music. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. When did, like, did you guys get to hang out before we started rehearsals? We went to coffee. We went to coffee at, uh, 
Huh? Le Pen. We shall meet in Le Pen and we shall talk and try yeah. to find chemistry together. Um, which was, yeah, it I was just, great. it was, yeah, we had a, we had a good experience. I was totally nervous. I was just trying to like, I feel like I got to reach out and I got to I was make so glad you did because I was um, nervous too. I was like, well, I, I mean, not to beat this dead horse. But oh God, I knew, here we go. This is great. I knew of Andy Carl. I had seen Andy Carl many times. Oh Yes. I saw Andy Carl many, many times in Altar Boys when I was in high school. Were you a super Altar Boy fan? Yeah. No, you weren't. I was. There's actually a picture on someone's cell phone of me in high school being like, I'm standing next to Andy Carl because like he was my favorite Altar Boy. That's so funny. It was like it was so it was a good feeling to like sit like, oh, really? Oh, and you were in high school? Wow, I think I was 30. <laughs> he was like, no, no, we're, we're, we're never going to talk yeah, about this right. again. So, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny. It it's was funny. awesome. That's hilarious. So, you know, my dreams became real. I did a show a while ago with uh, Christiane Knoll, and the first day of rehearsal, I brought in a picture of me and her at the stage door of Jekyll and Hyde when I was awesome. like a fat little high schooler with like uh, bleach blonde hair. Like I looked like oh, nice. a marshmallow highlighter. Just and I was just like, this shady. is us. And she was like, oh God, great. Can't wait to play opposite you. And it was the best experience. Yeah, and it was. I was. Yeah, I did. I had a picture of Cheetah Rivera when they were on tour with uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. And I was on tour with Tommy and I, I don't know, it's like 21 or 22. And and uh, I got a picture I with her and I was there. I got her autograph and then eventually got to work with her in uh in a the mystery of edwin drood yeah you did we became like really close and i got to go to the olivier's with her la- a couple of years what? ago what so, so oh my god so you could just bananas. like call her up and be like hey do you want to go to like i could get a drink at blockheads yeah <laughs> could sh- you imagine does cheetah drink at blockheads if i was cheetah yeah. i would i'd be like fuck you bring me a margarita i'm yeah. cheetah yeah bring me a margarita yeah cheetah cheetah yeah so, like, Groundhog Day was such an intense experience. Yeah. Everything in tech was going so well. And I was so moved by our show. And then First Preview came. And I was so excited yeah. to have friends there to see what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I was so ready, so prepped. Who did you have there? Was Orphe there? I'm sure she was there. It was it was more like it was first preview audience. I'm just like she wasn't I wanted there. to I just wanted to get no, it that was out that there on stage. That we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Yeah, but I just wanted to get that seen by an audience. Yeah. Because in I, I had the experience in London, like I knew and I heard London audiences are are uh, not as like, you know, forthcoming with applause and cheers and stuff, but not for this show. They were they were on their feet every night for Groundhog Day and I was like this is great. Will it work in America? And I was just waiting for that one day where we got in front of an audience. Yeah. And, and then the entire fucking set <laughs> breaks. Breaks. Yeah. Like, was did we even finish the first day? We finished the first. No. I thought we were in the middle of who is that? Who is that? I wasn't on stage. Yeah, I think it was right before you came on stage and it, before we came in too. for our... You didn't even make your entrance yet. I don't think I did. What the hell? We had done oh, the f- shit. most of day one, and then we're about to come on for the newscast, and... Oh, my God. This is all bringing it back. Yeah. And, I mean, I just remember feeling, like, so frustrated 
to like angry to like really depressed to being like what is this like what is happening you know and then like what like an hour went by or something and then i don't know if it was an hour i know and like they were trying to figure it out what was what was wrong they looked down in there. They couldn't figure it out. They figured it out later in, uh, at night that it was like a one wheel had broken off one of the things that was jammed inside of another thing and cutting off the electricity. So there's nothing they could do. But then Matthew Orchis was like, you know, sitting there thinking, and I'm thinking, I'm like, and then he said, well, what do you think about doing it concert style? Putting all the seats out there and like just reading and singing through the entire play. I was like, to me, that was like, that's brilliant. I know how well the story speaks uh, just through the text and the music and, you know, some little bit of acting. And, and, but you don't, you don't need all the bells and whistles to make this thing work. And I thought that night was probably one of the greatest, like, nights of theater ever. Yeah. Because it was just like, let's put it out there and get it done. And I think the, the audience had just as much fun as we did sort of coming up with what are we going to oh, do yeah. now? What are we going to do now? No, the audience went apeshit. Yeah. They we still had those little, the little cards they slipped in the playbills that said Broadway previews only Broadway first previews only happen once. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, you yeah. couldn't pay for that kind of ridiculous publicity. <laughs> it was such a joke. Like it was, it was a meta, like I feel like our experience on that show yeah. was just like a meta version of the show. It just right. never stopped surprising me and changing and becoming changing. something new and crazy yeah. and weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was I think it was a really special I mean it was a really special experience for me, of course, but I think it was for the audience and for all oh, of us. Totally. It was like it cemented us together, I think, that that show. Like our cast was pretty unbreakable after. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, no, I had friends there that didn't want to come back and see it again because they loved what they saw so much. Right. They right. were like, we don't need to see all the bills and whistles. Like, we are obsessed. That was the best evening of theater I've ever had. And, orchestrated um, reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. Um, and then after that, like, I remember when the set kept on breaking, like, you two were the best leaders I've ever worked with in my life. Like I always say like, you know, it's great if you can be the lead, but can you also be a leader? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you two really did that for us. Yeah. I, yeah, that one, that show is important. It, because everybody's part in it was so integral. You knew if you extracted one person out of that show, the whole thing falls apart. Mm -hmm. You need, the storyline to continue and to recontinue. And it was such an important way of telling the story and everybody had a chance to <clears throat> join in scene after scene in some sort of way with a little bit of different, you know, things coming at them. It was, it, it's the whole show is really depends on every single person that's in that show. Totally. Totally. Um, I always felt like my job was the easiest because I didn't, you know, I knew what was going on. I didn't have to constantly repeat the exact same thing every day. I could change. I could change. I could. I had. I had the ability. I had the freedom. It's like with uh, with everybody else. Everybody had to sort of repeat what was going on until they, you know, were let free at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there was a tradition that you two had that I never got to be a part of because I didn't play Rita or Phil. 
but you guys did something every show together, like before the show, some sort of like handshake. Yes. You were. Yeah, Do I, you remember the handshake? No, I don't think so. No, How no. dare you? Oh, I she's don't remember. I remember <laughs> this part. <laughs> Uh-huh. Actually, do dance move. I do. Yeah, I yeah. do, but I don't it's... remember. It would break down if we if we tried it. Oh my god! But it was funny. It started like that. No. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, do it. Do it. I remember the, doing That's the sounds. Remarkable. I can only do the sounds because yeah. it was so like weirdly rhythmic. I and didn't when I did have it, any warm up. I, I didn't do it. Like it was so weird on those nights when you weren't in. I would be like. <laughs> See, this is why you should have taught me this. Yeah. I know. This is I why. Yeah, I think Andy was wow. jealous of our relationship from the start. I, I think so. He's too. a saboteur. Oh. Um, yeah, no, my my like getting ready for the show was yelling across the street to all the cats people getting uh. dressed. Yeah, but that's an awesome <laughs> tradition. Yeah, I'd be like, cats, all had that. cats, show me your tail. <laughs> cats, I love you. Cats, show me your dicks. I'll probably Show have to edit that out. Dicks. Show me your cat dicks, please, cats. I love you, cats. Uh, Memory lives do on. They do, do they do? Do you yell across the street now? No, because uh, I I have a view of nothing. I don't uh, even think my window opens. Ugh. I'm at the the Long Acre where you were. I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on the top floor. Oh yeah. Um, Which one? Middle, back. Uh, the first one. That was Austin's. That oh, was my really? boyfriend's. Uh, yeah, my aw. boyfriend's uh, uh, dressing room. Huh? I was in the very back Oof. corner with the rest of the understudy. Ew, understudy sweet. <laughs> I never hung out in there. I was always down in the green room. Everybody hung out in the you green room. You guys had a green room. Yeah, down all the way at the bottom where the bathrooms are and everything. That's where we like would wow. hang out. Our show's the, the biggest show. one to have been in there, so there's, oh my God, there's no, no room for yeah, anything. Yeah, Nederlander yeah. is very tiny as well. Yeah. Where do you guys all hang out? Nobody hangs out because we don't have a green room. So That's terrible. Yeah, but I don't need to hang out with them. No, <laughs> no. Now, like, moving on, and we can totally edit this out and not talk about it. But, like, I will never forget the night that you got hurt. Yeah, I won't either. Um. <laughs> of course you won't. I, I, it's it's really interesting because it's like a what was he I I got my surgery November a while ago, but uh, the heart break of I, I don't know I'm still dealing with all of like how do you figure in all that stuff that happened during the show and then did we get our just deserves what was what were we supposed to do what were we doing with this metaphysical the meta awesome show that everybody really loved but then nobody came to and and then got these tremendous reviews and you know the, the, but my leg was literally sweeped out from under me and, and sort of it was it was I, I knew I needed to keep going um, even now uh, but I it, it took a good year to like let it go enough to not be angry about it yeah and I wonder if that's true for all patients that suffer a knee injury like that it takes a, like a year to get to psychologically get back your, get yourself back in but on top of what I was doing was just trying to be a leader trying to lead a show as well trying to like grab my brass ring of like this is everything that I've ever wanted to do in performing this is exactly who I am and how I'm going to do it and then 
all that stuff happens. So huge life lesson type thing of hurting your knee two days before opening and getting back up and making sure you do the show. So it's it's still weird because I don't talk about it, talk about it, but I think about it all yeah, the man. time. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm like jumping on stage in Pretty Woman, jumping over the orchestra at one point. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> never again. Nope. Yeah. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it. No, I mean, I'll never forget like the two of you <clears throat> rallying that night. Like I've, I've never seen anybody in more pain. Was, I, I yeah. mean, everybody backstage was crying. It was, I, mean, I know I was sobbing and I, I feel selfish about sobbing so oh, much that God. night. Cause I was like, I was more sobbing for my own sense of loss on my, op my almost my opening night than I was about the injury. So it was a very selfish sob, so no, to speak. No, dude, dude, you worked so hard and creating that show and leading that show. Was, like that's yeah. not something well, for a you. year. And I mean, you'd been with it for longer than the rest of us. Yeah, but even beyond was, that, it was just you were so incredible in that show, Andy. And like yeah. it was just, and you, I mean, even throughout, like through after post injury and all of that stuff, it just. It did become, in a lot of ways, I think that show is this like crazy, weird, m meta psychological experiment that, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it just felt. I mean, when it came down to like the awards and the recognition and how long we lasted and all that stuff, you know, it, it, it all felt like it served a weird purpose to teach. A something yeah and i mean that sounds super maybe no you know, i, 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 I live in la now but you know <laughs> it's like that it's that kind of thing where i feel like i i saw our show deepen and change through that experience right and it also became i mean it was heartbreaking i think for everybody i mean when you think about it we didn't we never did the same we never did the show that we rehearsed no. after that yeah. right and that was it was a it was a freak accident and it happened and it was just bananas. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I was I was really I more upset about like I was really upset on opening night like I didn't want my knee to be anybody's opening night. I wanted everybody to have their moment shining with <laughs> exactly what I knew Groundhog Day was. So and it yada, did, yada, it yada. did. I it's, mean and yeah, we it's, did. It's uh, it was just a very different experience than I thought what was going to happen. And it was very overwhelming. Um, yeah. And I think also with, uh, I take a lot of responsibility for the show, not doing as well based mm. on that, which it's like, I, I can talk myself out of it, but it's, it's still like it was fracked. If it, it factors in a little to me. And I, I have seen like interviews with Tim Minchin later not talking about that specifically. He's just very upset that the show wasn't well-received. He was also like, he had a movie that he was directing, an animated film that was directing that got shelved. Right. He had spent four years on Groundhog Day, doesn't do well. He had sort of like put his comedy career on hold to like make sure all this stuff happened. And and it was just like, and Matthew Warchus spent so much time, as we were talking about before, so much time. His math, The math of the show is incredible. The, the emotion of the show is incredible. It was like... Ah, all this stuff is happening. Why is it? Why? What curse are we under? Was basically in my head, and I was like, I just felt like I let everybody down. Not to that point of like I 100% feel responsible for everything, but it's it was just like I was a part of some weird, awful 
thing that clung on to this amazing experience that I felt like could have been, you know, much more. But maybe it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Maybe as as was, as is, is now. You know, like I, uh, oh my God, I didn't expect to like it emotional, but I'm still sad that the show didn't get the life that it deserved. But that is not on you. No. Yeah, I know. It's I, I don't. Of course, I say yeah. of course it as not. A I'm just saying it because piece. I love you. And I've told I've told talk myself out of any sort of like it's it had it, what could I have done? There's nothing I could have done. Yeah. No. It's it's really interesting going through that because as we know when we open shows, uh, Pretty Woman is a little different experience because we open in summertime, but. A lot of these shows that we open on Broadway, especially ours, was like open just before Tony season, mm-hmm. and we're prepping it and we're getting it ready for all this stuff. And so much uh, pressure and interviews, and everybody's minds are like, "Am I good enough? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do so we can gain the you know the big you know uh, award season thing? And are we all, are we all doing our parts? And what I hope we run, I hope that kind of stuff. It all happens all at once within a couple of months, and it's. It's a ton of pressure. And so now it's a, it's a really interesting experience to look, look on this now where my investment into this, this season was not that. I, I didn't pressure myself at all to like, I've got to be good enough. I've got to do this. Because I had already done so much pressure, damage of pressure on myself before that it's like, and I knew that's what it's not about. It can't be about that. It's hmm. all about the experience. It's all about the trying to put up something as best as you can and make audiences feel happy. So yeah. it's just weird going through all the, all this, you know, season stuff again. I mean, it's different when you're nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, sure. it's great. It's a good feeling, but at the same point, had I been nominated or not, this season was a very different experience. I didn't, I wasn't invested in that way. I wasn't like, this is all on me. This, yeah. So it, it, this, this wasn't, uh, that experience, I know we're making people very happy with Pretty Woman. So oh, yeah. it's a very, yeah. it's a very different experience this year. You in in, in Hollywood with everything that you're yeah. doing, it's like how do you, what do you do to make your show better or make it you know something that it wants to be or where do you buy yourselves into major network show at a prime hour and like are we gonna but are we gonna last and we right. have a lot of fans. People are telling us how great we are. Right. It's very interesting. I mean, I think you realize. In moments like that, and like like we were saying, you know, we have all learned, we've all taken something. I think the entire cast did, and um, but we've all taken something from that experience that we've been able to take into the next thing and 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 use mm-hmm. as information and learning experience. And and I think what it, what it allows me to realize, what it allowed me to realize, is that we're limited, you know, in what we can actually do. We have only enough control to take care of our own, you know, stay in our lane, work with our Mm -hmm. cast, Mm -hmm. love the job that we have, and enjoy every second of it while we have it, you know, because if you keep, if you look for that validation, like outside, it's not going to always come. It it just can't. It can't always come, you know? You're never going to get everything you want. So it was really... I mean, now I guess that's what I see is that we're, I'm on a television show, you realize, and I think it's important to continue to understand this because it's really easy to forget it. You are such a small part of a very big puzzle. I think in, in shows, especially on Broadway, when you're an actor, you're out there. Mm-hmm. 
the director goes away. Mm-hmm. The audience doesn't really, you know, I mean, a musical's more so than, than plays, at least. The, the audience isn't really there for you. You know, isn't there either. It's you and your cast, and you get to go out there and do basically whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You want to do the show that you rehearsed, but, you know, you, you're in control, and you kind of have the power. And on television or, or in the rehearsal process or whatever, you're a small piece of a big puzzle. And your crew and your cast and the person who's grabbing your coffee for you if you're stuck on set, all of that stuff, they all matter, and they make up. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of unseen people too, the editors, all that stuff. So it, we're just so small and we're limited in what we can actually control. Yeah. And I think that's something that I pulled from Groundhog Day that I didn't expect to learn from that experience. And it was because of what we went through together as a cast. And totally. I mean, I certainly, and I know Josh agrees, and everyone in the cast would agree, and everyone in the audience would agree. Andy, you did absolutely. I mean, you you made that show what it was because of who you are and the sort of leader and performer you are and person you are. That's really, it was, I mean, the gift that it gave to so many people, regardless of the ones who didn't come and see it, the people who did 30, 40, 50 times. I do believe, you know, they got it. Yeah. I mean, the notes and the letters and all the fan art we got, I I think we know that we Probably really changed some people's and lives. The I know fan we did. tattoos. Have you seen yeah. all the yeah. fan tattoos? Your handwriting is floating around on yeah. people's bodies, bodies man. Yo. Like, I mean, it's incredible. I, uh, you know, I guess for me, like, though, like, I still feel this, like, deep sadness about, like, why didn't people come see this? You know, because it was so unbelievable. But the show taught me a lot about hope. You know, because I'm not an optimist, like, at all. <laughs> but the whole, like, tomorrow there will be sun. And beyond that, because our lives, like, when you're an actor, even when it's great, your life sort of sucks. Because, yeah, it sucks a lot. you know, there's no stability. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But the whole champions adjust. That, to me, today, like, still gets me through it. Yeah, I got that tattooed on my body. I'm yeah. going to get it tattooed as well. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. Yeah. But, um, and Gerard's got it tattooed, yeah, but yeah. Gerard has he, everything he tattooed. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I had a seltzer, so I got it tattooed. <laughs> and now and he has an British. accent. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, exactly. my Gerard will always be British. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I love that phrase. It's a good yeah. British name. Yeah. Gerard. 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 Wouldn't they call him Gerard? Gerard. Gerard. I'll never forget the puppet. Guy, oh god, what was his name? Oh my god, why are you asking me this now? It's oh, like, I should have done all my googling before oh. I got here. The Paul, maybe I think I didn't work with. I didn't get any puppets. Oh girl, the puppets. I wasn't allowed to have a puppet. Oh, you're so Paul. lucky. I remember the first day of puppet rehearsal. He was like, "The first thing you need to know about puppets is puppets equal pain." <laughs> and I was like, "This does not sound like no. something you want to tell me." I'm a mover who marks. You don't want to tell me this. Puppets are pain. I'm going to get that tattoo. I know. <laughs> this is great. And Broadway's Terry Kelly, who I miss so very much. Oh, God. Um, so much. If you listen to the cast recording, she's the one on Stuck that sings an anima. Would you like an anima? Her voice is gold. And they kept on calling her Tari. They'd be like, Tari. Tari. And then one day she was like, it's Terry. And they were like, yes, well, it's spelled Tari. And like that was the end of the show. That was it. So that was her name. Forever. So oh. good. 
Yeah. Good group of peeps. I love you guys so much. Love you. How has LA been? LA is great. I mean, it's it's amazing, actually. I was sad to go. I didn't think, I spent a lot of time in LA being like, yeah, I'm going home for the summer, back to New York. I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's, I, the truth is, the quality of life in California is incredible. And so much like, better. It's beautiful, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I have, I don't know, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this, and I hope he doesn't, but um, I have a weird neighbor who I've been having a lot of experiences with what? lately. So that's been stressful. But other than that, and it always baffles me because I don't understand how I can have lived in New York for 15 years and never had like a nightmare neighbor story. We just other never than talk being to each other. Too, right. That's what I love about New York. But Maybe there's like a sense morning. of shared space, you know, in New York where yeah. you're either, you're used to more crazy people in like communal spaces, yeah. but not in your like more personal space. And um, so that's been an adventure. He's got a fencing sword, a once fencing foil that he likes to mess around with. Does I don't he know. come out and see like with a fencing sword no, and be like, get no, your recycling off my curb? No, he doesn't threaten. He's harmless. He's he's actually really sweet, but he's just, you know, he's having some stuff going yeah. on. Okay. So hopefully he doesn't hear this. He sounds like somebody I would probably audition to play. Actually, you'd be great. Somebody you'd who resembles a groundhog great. and has a fencing sword. Fencing yeah. sword. Yeah, harmless and lovely, yeah. just strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but otherwise, LA is LA is great. The show's great. Yeah, it's on tonight. We've had a really intense end of the season. Yeah, you um, have. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Putting out fires, literally. Yeah, and and sad stuff and crying. I and know. Lots of misery so that's we're reading we're reaching the end we've got two more episodes and did you have to learn how to fight fires not really oh that's good i got so worried oh it's okay Has although i do love i i love the gear it's really it's fun it's a lot of fun but it's it is hot and exhausting yeah. it's not unlike groundhog day it was great prep actually oh, having yeah. to God. sweat my balls off all day every day groundhog day was really great so hot oh, it was yeah i was i lost so much weight doing that show I don't know, like, how you stayed alive doing I, that. I saw so. pictures of me throughout the experience. Like, oh, I do not look well. <laughs> Eyes, like, sleepy. No. The Groundhog so, Day like, diet. You always looked hot. You know, back in the day when, when I first met time, you. When it was showtime, Josh. That's Aww. when I brightened up. We used to say Andy is candy backstage. Oh, really? Like, Who 20 years that? ago. We did Jekyll and Hyde together exactly. at Media Theater, like, 87 years ago. And the chorus girls and I backstage would go, Andy is candy. No, oh, you did. my God. Yes, we did. That's not true. Yes, it is. It God, is so very so true. many good tattoo We were ideas. all so in love with him. I went on for a character in Jekyll and Hyde that he killed, and he would, like, stand above me and be like, rah! And you're like, no, And I'd be stop, like, please, kill me, please. Kill me. <laughs> no safe word here. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> on scaffolding 20 feet above. Yeah, oh singing God, Frank so Wildhorn. Oh, man. Kill oh, me. God. Kill me, please, Andy. I love you, Andy. Candy. Um, I love you guys. We're going to take a quick, quick break, and then we're going to come back and Skype with a fan. Woohoo! 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello? Hello? Hi! How Hi. are you? good how are you i'm good well i'm happy to be talking with you and i'm happy to introduce two of my favorite people andy carl and barrett doss hi because we're doing a little groundhog day reunion hi berta how are you how old i'm 20 oh no i said how are you but i'm (laughs) glad that you're 20 one never tells their age yes Okay, I'm not 20 then. Uh, but, okay, I'm good. I am, though. I'm 20. Yeah, yeah, me too. Are you from <laughs> Iceland? Yeah. Oh, cool. I want to go really bad. All of us really want to go. Everyone's visiting. Iceland. You should, go, you should go during uh, winter because winter is actually hotter than New York winter and you can see Northern Lights. Nice. I think I know what Sold. we're doing for Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> So you wrote in a question that I loved. What What is your question for us? Um, okay. So since I'm not from America, I don't know much about the equity card. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if you need an equity card to be on Broadway or if you can like get it if you go on Broadway. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> um, well, you don't need an equity card to be an actor. No. Certainly not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do need an equity card to be on Broadway, but I know plenty of people that got their equity card by getting a Broadway show. Mm -hmm. How did you guys get your equity cards? I got it because I actually worked on, um, I worked at the American Girl Play Store uh, here in New York, and I was in their little musical that they did. When I was in high school, I played Miss Dunn, Addie's teacher, also Josefina's mama. No way. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, our the actors in the show, while I was there, some of them been, had been working there for like three or four years, but the actors in the show, while I was there, petitioned to join Equity. And it happened, and we voted, and it happened while I was in that show. So I got my Equity card while I was working at the American Girl Play store as an actor in their little musical, and then I had it. So that was in, uh, I was a senior in high school at that time. That's amazing. And wow. then I did it through my first year, my freshman year of college when I went to NYU and then I left, but I had my equity card after that. So sometimes that's how you end up with it. If your yeah. show is sort of long running and it, it's non-ec, non-equity. Do they still do the points system thing? I don't know. I don't think that is. I, I'm, old, I'm old school. So there, there used to be, you could work in certain theaters and gain enough weeks to join equity you would 
you would you would, uh, like regional theaters that's out of town. Still, I feel like that's still that's still around. That Is that still yeah, a thing? I think I read something about yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, my, I accrued enough weeks to join Equity. Now it, that's probably. I think that's all like a dream. Like that's a dream. They're selling you that. I don't think that's the way to join Equity. I, you can do that. It's just good experience to work anywhere. But I. Yeah. Don't try to get your equity card by that. You can come and audition in New York, and if they love you and they want to have you on that stage, they'll have you, and you'll just pay your initiation into the into equity, and uh, you'll pay your dues, and it's 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 simple as that. It's you know, but uh, the union is a great thing to be a part of, just yeah. for healthcare and for you know being on stage. Absolutely. Are you in New York right now? Yeah, I'm in school here. Congratulations! Awesome. Where do you go to school? Uh, Amda. Yeah, awesome. Amda! That's great. Place. Thank you. Seventy Second Street is it still there? What? Is it on Seventy Second Street or Seventy Third? Oh yeah, it's oh, on Sixty First, but the 60. dorms are. Oh right. right. Okay. Amazing. How are the dorms? Oh, are they nice? They're, too, they're small, but they're nice. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take the it. school is also on 72nd. It's two buildings. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, you're doing everything right. You're in school. Just audition here in New York. Get as much experience as you can. And when the opportunity comes to go equity, I say do it. Yeah. Because, you know, it it allows you to audition, like at uh, equity principal auditions, equity chorus calls, which is how, like, I got a lot of my work when I was first starting. Like, it lets you get seen. And that's the important thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I'm so glad that we got to talk to you today. Yay, unions. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, have a great time. Go see lots of shows. Study, do your homework. (laughs) Bye. Bye, thank you. Oh, that's sweet. I remember starting out and how... Getting your equity cards. God, getting your equity uh cards. Jekyll and Hyde was my first equity job. And it was so exciting to me because I saw Andy in Starlight Express in Las Vegas like four times. You told me that! I was obsessed with Starlight Express. Our first conversation, which I doubt you'll remember, was like on a 10-minute break. And I was like, hey, you know, like, (laughs) you were in Starlight Express. And I was just such a big fan of the show. And I remember you being like, oh, thank you. Mm. Thanks, yeah. And being like, oh, my God, Andy's candy. He's never going to talk to me again. Um, but at least I had that conversation about Starlight Express. I know. I got I, I love that show. To, uh, I was this close to going to the Germany production from the Las Vegas production because they just, you know, they're basically taking people who were good in Starlight Express and, like, they would take them to Germany if they needed them. But I think I dodged a bullet there. Yeah. I think they... They suck you in there, and then you're—it's a cult. Yeah, mm. it's, just, it's and you—you never leave. Listen, I would love to live in Germany and do das musicals. It would be great. Yeah, Groundhog Day das musical. Das musical. Das Fiechen eins in Groundhog. Yeah, pretty woman's going to Germany apparently. Ah, yeah. das pretty woman das musical. Yeah, yeah. Great. Maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'm going to call cold? Jerry. Yeah, I'm going to be the girl. Nice. You're gonna be like, like yeah. I won't go back, or how? How do you? How would you say that in German? Ich, ich nicht uns back. Okay. Ich nicht uns back. Do you speak some German? No, not at oh, all. I oh, I, can't. I should be learning some. We have an actor on our show who's German, and one of our DPs is German, and they talk all the time, and I'm always trying to overhear what they're saying. Well, hey, while well, you're in New York, let's take a class together. Learn Spanish while you're in Hollywood. 
true. Yeah. I, we have, I, that's yeah. a, that's I a, that's a language I should know because it's everywhere. I failed out of everything. My Spanish teacher told my parents that I should stop doing theater so I could focus on Spanish. Oh. Literally, like my dad was like, uh, Senor Cortez, you do not understand <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> I won't go back. Yeah. yeah um, What's that in Spanish? Yeah. Uh, Yos <laughs> no quiero aquí. Senor Cortez aquí. is, Senor Cortez aquí, is listening to the show. That's right. Being like, exactly my point, Senor Layman. He made the right choice. You are Senor a failure. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you, you so much for, for coming on the show. And um, yeah, and for being my pals. I just love you both. I can't wait to see both of your shows now that I'm back. Yay! Oh my gosh, you're going to come see shows. Yay, yay, yay. And then we're going to study German. Oh my God, we have yeah. so many plans. And then we're going to go to Iceland in December. Perfect. <laughs> Tell Orfe to pack her bags. We're going to Iceland. It's a road trip. I'm so excited for our future together. Thank you all again for tuning in to Josh Swallows Broadway here on the Broadway Podcast Network. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Photography for the show is by Michael Kushner. Make sure to look him up. He is my favorite photographer in New York City. The theme song is by myself and Anthony Norman. Want to be on the show? I'd love to have you. Email me at josh at joshswallows.com. Be sure to find me on Instagram at josh period layman. See you soon. Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.